Welcome to Lessons from Sweet Valley, the podcast where we re-examine the Sweet Valley High series one book at a time and determine what lessons, if any, we can learn from them. My name is Kat Thomas, and today we are discussing book four, Power Play. Joining me today is another international guest. He's all the way in Sydney, Australia, and he's actually our first male guest, so looking forward to getting the male perspective. I'm going to introduce Toby Francis Bruce. Welcome, Toby. Thank you. <laughs> Glad I'm the first, uh, the first man. Exactly. And I guess we should say how we know each other. So we've never met in person. So this is kind of this Skype is very, this is what our relationship is normally like talking over very Skype. Internet, <laughs> uh, yeah, the internet solely made this happen. Exactly. So we work together on, we were both assistant editors and we worked together on a Netflix TV show for about a year. And you were in Australia and I was in LA and we had to talk every day to kind of keep things together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. And it was sort of like, it became, that was sort of the best part of our day where we got to talk and uh, sort of decompress about what was going on. It really was. It really was. Yeah. So fortunately, we got along well. Like, it could have been a disaster if we... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was when you realized that you can't shut me up. So probably why I'm on this show. (laughs) Well, there's several different reasons. So I I get triggered easily and I got triggered on this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think I got... This was... this, This book was a doozy. But before we get into it... So you hadn't heard of the series before? No, I think I had. You had? But I don't know why. Did you read, like, book series growing up or? Yeah, uh, I read a ton. A lot of it's just that kind of junk that, um, you know, you forget about. It's just to to read something. But, yeah, no, I mean, I was probably reading, like, a couple of books a week or something. I was a really, really into oh. books. Um, you know, I think like The Hobbit and, you know, something in the Phantom Tollbooth and oh, Roald Dahl. I read, read a lot of Roald Oh, Dahl. yeah. So uh, fantastic. good. I, so good. He was probably the first one that I would read and reread. Um, nah. I, I always liked fantasy kind of stuff. Got it. Got it. Well, you know, the thing is, I did a little research and Francine Pascal, the creator of the series, is actually, she's like a Jewish woman who lives in Queens. So this... Wow. It's kind of a complete sort of fantasy, California fantasy. It's very, like, waspy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like, I don't know, how serious was she about this? Or was she, was she like, oh. you know? She- I mean, like, I, I read an interview where she was like, I don't want to write any of these. She basically farmed it out to all these different ghostwriters. She kind of gave them the stories and right. was kind of like, you guys run with it. You know, she wasn't overly committed to, uh, I need to write every single one of these books. And I think yeah. she kind of thought it was kind of silly. That was the impression that I got. Okay. I mean, the whole time I'm reading, and I've got some, like, a between a quarter and a half smirk on my face. Yeah. Because it's just, like, so weird for me to be reading stuff like this. It's funny because I, I get, like, a Middle America vibe from this, but it's obviously set in a fictitious town in California. And uh, as soon as I... I read that it was twins. I was like, okay, so they play off each other. <laughs> Before we get into our, our discussion of the book, I'm just going to read the summary on the back cover just to give the overview of what we're looking at here on this book. All right. All so this right. is from the back of the book, just to remind you. 
if you forgot any of these these plot points. It was a dense book. I'm having a hard time remembering where things were. Yeah, okay. So here we go. Robin Wilson wants to join Pi Beta Alpha, Sweet Valley High's highly selective sorority. She may not be beautiful or popular, but she's friendly and smart. So when Elizabeth nominates her for the sorority, Jessica is less than thrilled. She is determined to find a way to keep Robin from Pi Beta. But Elizabeth is just as determined to make Robin a sorority sister. And the twins become locked in a struggle that develops into the biggest power play at Sweet Valley High. Who will prevail? Which twin will triumph? What happens when sisters go head to head? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it sound a lot more cohesive than I remember (laughs) thinking. Well, I mean, the first thing, sororities in high school are not a thing. Like, I feel like when I Googled it, something in like the 1800s, they were kind of offshoots of the college sororities. But I read, I mean, this is from Wikipedia, that California high school, a lot of high schools have banned, you can't do it. Like, you can't. Right, right. Yeah. They, well, it's, uh, it seems like about 80% of what sororities and fraternities about is parties and drinking. Yeah. Which, you know, a hard time doing in a lot of frequency in high school. So there goes its whole point. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, is this like a school-sponsored club? Because part of the book, you know, this this poor girl, Robin, wants to get in the sorority so bad. And they kind of put her through this hazing ritual by making her run around the track while everyone's yeah, basically yeah. mocking her. And right. I'm like, is the school aware of this going on? Like, this is on school grounds. I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, that that part was a bit, uh, <laughs> I thought it was lacking in nuance, I guess is what I would say. Is uh, You know, everything was very, I mean, obviously you've got, you've got Elizabeth, the good one, and Jessica, the bad one, but yeah. it's so obvious that you're supposed to align. I mean, obviously it's her voice, the, the good ones. Yeah. It, book and then jessica's so like one-dimensional and i mean basically jessica's whole thing is she's pretty and popular that's it right right so it just kind of for me it was like okay so then robin comes in and we're supposed to care but it's like you have to have a compelling like antagonist for it work me yeah there's no nuance i mean the sole reason i mean unless i'm wrong that it seems like they don't want jessica doesn't want robin in the sorority is because of her weight. I mean, that seems like the only okay. reason, right? Yeah, I actually wrote down, I was like, um, the good in this world is like pretty popular and rich and the bad is fat. <laughs> right. And ugly, but ugly isn't even mentioned because they didn't say Robin is like attractive. Like they were like at one point they were talking about how her face is actually attractive, but it's like all they saw was the fatness. Right, right. And even the Nice, even the nice one, Elizabeth, even she, when they're talking about the weight, is catty about it. Yeah. So it's even the nice one is catty. Like she's like, oh, she's a little fat. Oh, actually, she's more than a little fat. And the yes. way that they make it clear, it's not like she's got some kind of metabolic problem. She just can't stop shoving food into her, fa- her face. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's not really balanced or nuanced here. No. Yeah. So basically, just to like run down what sort of happens, Rob wants to join the sorority. Elizabeth puts her up. And then they, Jessica makes all these new rules that Robin has to do to go through in order to get initiated. Hey. The one involved yeah. running, running around the track while like a lot of people yeah. kind of taunted her. <laughs> and then, yeah. the, then the next one was going to the beach 
she had to go to the beach and play volleyball and wear like a bathing suit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, in a bikini. Yeah. And then the third one was she had to ask out Bruce Patman. It was at that point in the book where I was kind of just getting annoyed at Elizabeth a little bit because Elizabeth was just so committed to a part of me was like, Elizabeth, let it go. Like this this isn't meant to be. Why are you trying to manipulate Bruce? And then Bruce says yes to her so he can have like an article in the school paper. And then he ends up picking her at the dance and she's like devastated and publicly humiliated. And a part of me is like, Elizabeth, is this helping what you're doing here? And are you just doing it for Robin's benefit? Or are you just going after your sister at this point and trying to get one up on her? I felt Robin was like collateral damage in this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't hadn't actually thought of that uh, that analysis of this yeah. deep deep book. Well, let me read something. Uh, this is this the the <laughs> the uh, the baiting and switching of you know. Well, if you do this, you're in, and if you do this, you're in, and then all the way through to you know the blackballing. It's just like wouldn't oh somebody God. stand up and say, "I call bullshit," you know? Right. That's the thing. It's like okay, yeah. So here, this is like a line that I thought was an example of what I was feeling as I was reading this. Uh, So this is after Robin gets ditched at the dance by Bruce Patman. Let's see. Elizabeth didn't know who she was maddest at. Bruce Patman for being totally disgusting. Jessica for thinking up the stunt. Herself for bribing Bruce into going. Or Robin for wanting to get into PBA so desperately in the first place. Because it's just like everyone is just acting stupid, you know? Yeah, and then she's like mad at her for this thing that she's enabling you know like if if she just let this would have been two pages long if she if it had been like you know the mum calls up and she's upset and wonder, wondering about robin and and elizabeth doesn't offer to yeah. help and then right. jessica just keeps on being a bitch yeah and probably would have worked a lot better if i felt like jessica was a better antagonist I just felt like she was very one-dimensional. Like if, I mean, you know, like you think of like movies like Mean Girls or um, one of my favorites as a, as a teenager was She's All That. Uh-huh, yeah. Really, really good. And I was actually thinking about that quite a bit through this because that one does the whole thing quite well. But it's, because this is like that, you know, the ugly duckling yes. and then all the high school stuff. But it's just, at least in those ones, the unpleasant girls, you, there were times when you were like, oh, maybe they're not as unpleasant. But Jessica just has no range. She's just, yeah. she's basically 95% of the time unpleasant and everyone pushing everyone to do what she wants. Yep, that's Jessica for you. <laughs> and I never, I never really thought about the she's all that. It's totally that. I mean, it's she's all that. It's 10 things I hate about you. It's that kind of a thing, but it's just yeah. not as well done. It's, it's not as nuanced, but it is a similar thing where, and the thing that bothered me, I think the most about this book was that it's like when Robin started to, when she got blackballed from the sorority and, and then she kind of started to just work out on her own. And she, she, it seemed like she kind of got her soul kind of left her. She got very, um, maybe depressed or just, she just got yeah. sing, single focused on running and she was like walking around the halls. I kind of imagine her as kind of like this zombie walking in the halls and she was eating like salads at lunch by herself. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, this, she's like gonna kill herself. <laughs> or, and, yeah, yeah. Well, you know? Yeah, like when somebody like starts directing all their uh, energy internally, it's kind yeah. of, you know, beating themselves up and they're not letting shit out. That does quite often go to, that's like a sign. And um, 
So yeah, like I, I thought so too. Yeah, I don't know, but I was con- I was confused though because I almost feel like she went from being kind of really in her own world, and then all of a sudden, the next chapter, she was showed up at school and she had new clothes and she was popular and pretty and everyone was like fawning over her and she was perfectly fine. I don't know. I think I'm probably just projecting. <laughs> I'm probably. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, this this woman is doing this thing. She's isolating. She's losing all this weight. She's so focused on it. She's probably developing an eating disorder. And then all of a sudden, everything is just great. And she's happy. I don't know. And maybe this is just my experience, because I in high school, I had sort of an eating disorder, but it was running related. But it was hard for me, even when I stopped running. I couldn't, it's almost like I couldn't shake the I couldn't shake it that fast. I was just like, okay, you kind of got in this weird mindset and you were like obsessed about this thing and you got what you wanted. And then it was like, everything's great. Everything is yeah. perfect. Well, what I thought from it was I was reading it and I was like horrified and I was thinking like if I had a daughter and if she's reading it and then it's the chicken or egg situation where like is this making girls be more like this or are girls already like this and it's catering to that? Like, do you know what I mean? And, and Yeah. Because you would hope a book like this would have some lessons in I mean, they could have done something interesting where they had a Sweet Valley High 4 and a 4A and the 4A part was like showing Robin's side of things or just changing the narrator, you know, like Game of Thrones does, go to somebody else. Like they could have switched to, to Robin and yeah. sort of what was happening, you know, because, yeah, it does very, it does paint it over as very, oh, this was super easy. She just, I mean, this problem that she obviously had with eating too much suddenly <laughs> goes away. Yeah, I think the most interesting, I would be most interested in those weeks in Robin's head from when she was blackballed to when she reemerged. Like what was going on with her during those weeks when she was ignoring everyone? And that was the most interesting part of the book to me. But when I found out the plot of this, I was like, oh God, I wonder if Toby, because it's totally kind of about all the women. There's not a lot of female male. Well, that that was funny. I actually wrote down, I wrote a note or something, but I basically was like, I noted how long we had to go before um, a man showed up. And it was like, it was at least like, thir- because of the Kindle, it says you're like 13% into the book. That was the first mention of a man. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But that actually led to another point which I was going to have, which was, I think this very well represents the narcissism of teenagers. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because it's like the, the adults in this don't exist as people they only exist as like forces that act upon or are acted upon you know like the mom is only meant the the sweet valley you know the girls the twins mom is only mentioned once because she lends jessica the car uh, elizabeth oh. the car yeah the, fiat. And the father is never mentioned once mm. in the whole book i'm just like that's a really that's a that's a really good insight into into just how how teenagers feel about their parents, obviously, and adults in general. They just don't exist unless right. they're needed for something. Right. Yeah, and this the biggest... But, and also the, boy, the boyfriends were, were pretty, un, you know, they were just there as something to amuse her or cheer her up or... Yeah, this was a little bit different than the other ones in that way. It was very female-centric. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, actually. And, and yeah. then the other thing was that, it's so US centric and mm. even beyond that, so California centric. Like in what? Yeah, explain that. Well, the only times, the only times that anything outside of this world is mentioned 
is like as a reference of usually wealth. Mm-hmm. So it's like he drives a, you know, the, the douchebag. Yeah, uh, yeah. He drives a Porsche. Yes. So, and another one has a scarf from um, France or something. Yeah. And Jordash one, jeans. Jordash. Jordash. A lot of Jordash a, talk. And, yeah, I was going to say, I wrote that down actually. I'd forgotten <laughs> about Jordash. Uh, and then one has an aunt, an aunt in uh, New York City or New York. Right. But other than that, like even the rest of the U.S. doesn't exist. Yeah, it's true. That's really true. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, what's the geopolitical climate in this world? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A homeless when you were in high school, <laughs> the border of, over the border of um, Sweet Valley or whatever. <laughs> The other thing that I immediately became very apparent is this author loves commas. <laughs> Did you think, like, no. I can't think I can bring it up, but it was like the first line. I'm just going to try to bring it up here because it was massive face palm for me. Uh, <laughs> massive face palm. Yeah, here we go. Well, I'll read the first uh, line, but that's not that bad. Uh, Elizabeth Wakefield didn't know how messy things would get with Robin Wilson and the sorority pledging until she was in too deep to back out. This is the line. It happened, comma, as to many things seemed to, comma, because of Jessica, comma, her twin sister, comma, who had just been elected president of Pi Beta Alpha, comma, the snobbiest sorority at Sweet Valley High. <laughs> Elizabeth was a member too, was a member, comma, too, comma. Why does member too, comma? Anyway. <laughs> That just blew my mind and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in for it. I never understood why Elizabeth was part of the sorority. That's, that, that's another thing that annoyed me too. I was like, why are you a part of this thing? She kept on bad-mouthing it. And I- yeah, it was also, um, I couldn't help but be like, is this what teenage girls are like? Just from the point of view of one of them, what, she'll say something and immediately like two sentences later, she'll directly contradict that. And like, so hypocrisy is usually not that closely layered, right? But nobody called her on it. Like at one point, Jessica says, "Beauty is only skin deep." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, are you are you shitting me? It's like that's the only reason why Jessica has any any power or influence whatsoever, and she's gonna because she's she's talking about the ascent of Robin, you know, like yes. a Robin suddenly you know ascending because she's now good looking and and now that's a problem for jessica but it's yes. never been before nobody just says uh kettle pot black what, yeah you know? seriously she so robin after robin goes through transformation she beats jessica out for i think miss sweet valley and that's kind of the climax of the book is you know it's like who's gonna win miss sweet valley at the big homecoming yeah. game and robin wins and she has this thing where she gives a speech and I got to find it. It's something very, oh, oh yeah. She says, oh, I have it wrote down. Yeah, take your time because I'm going to look through my notes of anything else that I can. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so this is her big speech after she won Miss Sweet Valley. She says, Robin searched the sky for a moment. Only something we all know but don't always remember. Know yourself and don't try to be anyone else. As she is, <laughs> yeah. As like, she's completely a transformation just, of a person. She obviously didn't want to be just to be popular, right? But and I wish, like, if Robin really did go through that transformation 
through like, I want to get healthier, some kind of self-love, if she was doing it for herself and that's who she really felt like her best self was. But there was never any talk of, I want to lose weight because I want to get healthier. I want to feel good about myself or I want to, I mean, it just, her motivation is Robin who she's meant to be. Is she right now? Did she? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, and the, the thing for, you know, anybody reading it is, is like, you know, that's impressionable. It's, it's like they didn't get a, they got a contradictory lesson. It's like, do they want to, they yeah. basically got the whole, you know, don't do as I say, say as I do. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, so Robin says, I actually wrote down the same thing that you did, know yourself and don't try to be anybody else. And yeah. so it's like, okay, so should I do that or, and be fat and, and, you know, just be okay with that? Right, so, right. Around the same time, I don't know if I'm right about this, but they talk about the, I mean, it's just a stupid little thing, but it's like a gr- the grudge match between the two high schools for the football game. Yeah, yeah. They, they, she refers to it as a grudge match. Yeah. But because both teams are undefeated, that's not a grudge match. A grudge <laughs> match is when you've had like past beef with another team, like they injured one of your players or something, and you've got a grudge against them because of that, not because they haven't been beaten and you haven't been beaten. So it's like <laughs> one thing from the male world that they have to do. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be so binary i would like to see francine try to write one of these now that the whole me too and the gender know. you know gender is or sex is not a genetic thing because it's a very it's a very it's a simple world but yeah i just have to say there was a, a line that i just totally yes. chuckled at um, where uh jessica this is i guess what is jessica why jessica's amazing why we should all love her despite her one-dimensional you know unpleasantness okay. Uh, a great dance. She 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 refers to her, she either refers to herself this way or Elizabeth describes her this way. A great dancer, a terrific cheerleader, a sensational surfer. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Where did that come from? The last one is surfer. Like it's, that's not ever been like you know a great dancer. Okay, yeah, sure. A, a terrific cheerleader. Well, she isn't a cheerleader in high school, but essentially, is that does that come back at some point? Is there a call they back? have never surfed. That has ne- they have ne- so far they have never been surfing, or it has never been referenced. They just go to the beach a lot. That's so. Uh, that's really funny. And then there were some funny puns when like uh, they were talking about the girl being fat and whether she would get into the sorority when when Jessica first found out that Elizabeth was going to put her up for it. Yeah, and. She- was like, well, she's not going to do cartwheels or, oh, no, she would be doing cartwheels. And Jessica's like, fat chance. <laughs> and then I, I did have a cringe moment when the offensive line was carrying some sign talking about Jessica. And then the defensive line came out <laughs> with one for uh, Robin and it was Robin for Robin or something like that. I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess Robin's redeeming quality is that she does turn down Pi Beta when they wanted to get her to join. She did turn them down. So that makes me think a little bit like, okay, she sort of has a sense of like, I want to value myself to be around people who like me for me and not just because I look a certain way. I I saw that more as just vengeance. Right. You treated (laughs) me. So I'm going to get back at you. Like, right. I mean, if her weight loss is entirely motivated by vengeance and anger, where does that leave her now? If that's her motivation to do that, what comes next? Is she going to gain it yeah. all back? 
I'm like, why was she emotionally eating in the first place? What's, what's, where's that story? What's going on? You know, she was a Robin was able to out Jessica, Jessica, right? In about a couple of months, which shows how I mean, Jessica was just like the lamest character ever to me, <laughs> but it's very true of high school. There's these girls that are. Yes. They're, they're, they're dubbed with, oh, well, you're the popular girl. And it's just like, why? Yes. Uh, by the way, you know how there's the analogy of like good editing uh, is something you don't notice? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Good writing is like that too. <laughs> Are you saying you notice the amount of commas? In- <laughs> yeah, I was like a machine gun of commas being shot at me. Uh, yeah, there was a line where somebody referred to the danger of anonymous power. <laughs> and I thought that was a real, like, out of nowhere kind of thing. Wait, there was a reference that I, hold on. Yeah, I did not understand. This is, oh, this is so bad. I'm just reading this. Yeah, I think this was after she was blackballed. And Elizabeth was questioning her. And she's like, so why did you encourage Robin and then knife her in the back, Jessica? Would you kindly tell me? She said, I encouraged her. If I told her once, I told her 837 times that blimps were not popular people, which is awful. But then, then Elizabeth's like, you insulted her. And then she says, that's not fair. Elizabeth Wakefield Butinsky. What's that? Uh, Who is that? Is that a reference to some? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Butinsky. Okay. No, so I, I'm not I, con- I thought she- I thought she was maybe like a hyphenate like me, but but obviously not. You thought that was like her actual last name? <laughs> yeah, for some reason I just uh, I went right past that part. I was like, who is Butinsky? Oh, oh. Oh, that's weird. It's It says, well, if you spell it in this, it's spelled with an I at the end, but the definition with a Y at the end as a person given to butting in a troublesome meddler. Ah. So oh, maybe it's eighties vernacular. Yeah. Oh, it, it's slang. A person who interferes in the affairs of others. I mean, I have never heard that. Okay. To butt in. Butinsky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but- by the way, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure <laughs> by the way, uh, I just have to read this part because it's in relating to that Mexico thing and, and around it is also the other one I was Matt. She says, you know, I saw Bruce Patman drooling over her the other day after school. And then Jessica goes, Bruce Patman is the jerkiest person in 37 states and Mexico. <laughs> Jessica fumed. And anyway, what does he know? Beauty is only skin deep, Liz. <laughs> that's That's just amazing. And, of yeah. course... Nobody calls her on that. Like, uh, you know, she's a monument to skin deep beauty, uh, Jessica is. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to see if, I I don't know if I imagined this last one. That's so funny. Uh, Oh, okay. So, so yeah, yeah. So, because they're talking about her being at the newspaper, you know, Uh and, and it's introducing how she's like, she allows anonymous people to dob, you know, to give, you know, saucy information. But then it's just got this line where it was like someone had warned her early on about the dangers of anonymous power. It was just a weird, like, got real serious for like one second. Real you know? serious. Like there is actually some kind of uh, intellectual um, test in this, but then that just went away for the rest of the rest of the book. Yeah, it came out now. I feel like there would be a tremendous amount of fan fiction. 
and it would probably make the whole universe a lot better because people would take, I'm not offering to do it, but I would take <laughs> a book like this and they would beef it up with actual what, what would really happen. Yeah. And, and press these, you know, like massive flaws in logic and, you know. Yeah. I think you said it best with the complete lack of nuance to the story. Yeah. There could be a lot. You could explore this stuff, but it's, they don't even go there. Well, and I mean, uh, in my limited experience, you know, mm. like when, whenever people talk about how terrible social media is, the vast majority of the time it's girls because only girls could do that kind of level of, you know, manipulation and, and in, in, intelligent, mm. you know, guys are just like, oh, I just said fuck you to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Put no, it's fine. <laughs> It doesn't uh, doesn't give girls their their due, I don't think. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, capable of it. Yeah, better or worse. Yeah, and then the little um the little cliffhanger of um Jessica's getting involved with a uh, a college guy. Yes. So, yowza! Wow. Sounds Uh, like I missed out the uh, the saucy stuff. Yes. Oh, this was a doozy, Toby. But I would love it if somebody could do a social study where. 50% 50% of the, the people, it was all girls, 50% of them were given just normal reading and uh-huh. then 50% were given Sweet Valley High and see if they turned into crazy, <laughs> unpleasant, manipulative or uh, whether it has no impact. You know, like do video games called cause violence. Well, this, this was the book of my childhood, so I don't know, Toby. What do you think? Am I? <laughs> no, well, you seem remarkably sane, so obviously uh, it has a It's probably... Gave you something to push against, you know? I guess. I don't know. It was... Did you, when yeah, you read this them, one was did bad. You, did you read them and go, oh, Elizabeth's my favorite? Or I don't re- It's funny. I don't remember. I feel like I consumed them, but I didn't really retain any... Okay. One thing I didn't remember that really stood out to me when I started reading this was, like, how much of, like, a bitch Jessica was. Like, I don't remember her being that conniving. And she's just completely... Yeah unlikable and and maybe she gets better she's, yeah well and, and also but just like I, uh, like she's making enemies obviously yeah none of these enemies like even robin doesn't I mean, robin could have really taken it to jessica jessica was like the the genesis of yeah her all her problems you know and she thanked her at the end that was another line where she's like after uh yeah, Jessica said she actually thanked me for blackballing her, even though I swore I wasn't the one. She thanked me because we made her change her life. I'm like, right, yeah, that kind of like the uh, you know the the Buddhist saying or whatever. You know, you should you be grateful for your enemies because they're the ones that make you grow or something like that. Yeah, you know? is that the lesson we learned from this? <laughs> Tenuous at best. <laughs> yeah, so. Is there any lesson that you learned, Toby, from this book? Uh, whenever you want to use a bunch of commas in a sentence, take at least one off. <laughs> uh, That's an amazing anyway. lesson. That's a good lesson. That's very practical. Uh, don't ever think that you're going to uh, run a emotional uh, circle around a teenage girl. <laughs> How about That's you? A good one. I mean, mine was kind of just sort of a bitter one where... Like, I left this book thinking, like, all right, if what you truly want in life is to be a part of a certain world, whether it's being in a sorority or for some reason the presidency popped in my head, like, if you want to run for president, any kind of institution like that, if you want, really want to do it, you got to play the game. 
And if that's what Robin wanted, if that's truly what she wanted to do, she played the game. She got thin. She stuffed up her wardrobe. And, you know, if that's really what she wanted, she played the game and she got it. But I think it's good to question why you want to do certain things, why you want to be a part of certain groups. Like, why do you want to do that? Yeah. You know, it's always good to question that. Weren't she going to like, maybe she should have joined Phi Beta Kappa or whatever and blown it up from the inside, you know? I mean, she could have done that too. (laughs) Actually, I got a more important important lesson out of it. If you're a girl, don't be fat. (laughs) That seems to be what this book was all about. Like... Literally, oh, it really was. It really problems. was. You had no problems unless you were fat. It seems like about the vast majority of this book was put into just you know nicknames for fat people. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. We had we had Lard in there. I wrote that. Them one. Out. I mean, you know, Queen Mary was the one that stuck out for me. <laughs> Mary, that's so. It's a California reference, isn't the Queen Mary? Isn't that like on Long Beach or yeah. something? Okay, yeah, so maybe yeah. they are kind of. Why Queen Mary? Like, there's a lot of other boats. Why yeah. not the Lusitania? Because that one sucks. <laughs> not the Titanic. I mean, the Titanic, well, yeah. If you were, like, a young girl and you read that book, I feel like that is the most clear lesson of all. Don't be fat or else you will not get where you need. It's just life is easier. I mean, and maybe that's true, though, in our society. Life is easier. Yeah, if you can be an attractive person, it's you don't really need much else, it seems. I know, right? It's great to get a male perspective, I think, especially since it's such a female kind of centric story, this one particular. Yeah, the rest yeah. are not like this. So it was actually kind of cool. But we should close. Yeah. So let's All close right. this thing. Thank you so much, Toby, for coming on. I know this is different than your normal genre that you might read it's not the hobbit but i appreciate you giving it a shot of and course you've had great comments thank you it was um uh sort of enjoyable i mean the, the conversation about it was enjoyable the reading of it was a bit uh, trying at times but the uh, the conversation about it was fun it's fun i had a good time um so do you want to plug anything? I guess we could plug the show we worked on together. <laughs> <laughs> Messiah, give it a give it a watch. It's uh, it gives you a lot a lot more than this to think about. It definitely yeah. makes There's a little more nuance in Messiah than uh, yeah. The, the character development is, is is a little better. Yes. So yes, Messiah on Netflix is a great fun show that me and Toby worked on together. That was fun. We got it's, a, it's a good show. show. It's a good it show. led to this moment, Toby. Exactly. We are discussing Sweet Valley High number four together. I was a little scared because uh, when you started saying, is there anything you wanted? And I thought you were going to ask me to come back and read another one. <laughs> Don't worry. I would not put you on the spot. But if you're bored and you want to <laughs> and you want to know what's going on with Robin and, and Bruce Patman. Well, and if you want to know what happens on the next book, just listen to the next podcast, number five. Toby, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. To everyone out there, please like the Lessons from Sweet Valley Facebook page and tell us your memories of the series, if there's a book you liked, how you got started, and if you'd like to be a future guest, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you for book number five. Thank you.